Okay, welcome back to the Yeshua Judaism series of podcasts where we're discussing the temptation of Messiah, the temptation of Christ, and how that proves that Messiah or Christ is not God in the flesh. Now, I'll pick up basically right where we left off, and I'll be discussing here how Yeshua the Messiah was tempted exactly as we are, all right? The writer of Hebrews presents us with further irrefutable evidence that Yeshua is not God when he tells us Yeshua was tempted in the same ways we are tempted. Um, excuse me, Christian leaders. God cannot be tempted as we are. So what does that obviously prove, listener? Yeshua the Messiah was tempted the same ways we're tempted. God cannot be tempted as we are. So what does that prove? I'll be reading from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15 and 18. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And then verse 18. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. All right, listener. The fact that Messiah was not only tempted, but was tempted in all points, in every way, in all ways, in all manner, as we are, creates an immediate and severe problem for those who claim that Yeshua the Messiah is God. A problem that raises the following disturbing question. Would someone within the camp of those who believe that Yeshua is God in the flesh, please explain how a God who cannot be tempted with evil was often tempted with evil? Let me ask that again. Would someone within the camp of those who believe that Yeshua the Messiah is God, please explain to me how the Creator God who cannot be tempted with evil was often tempted with evil since we just read Yeshua the Messiah was often tempted with evil in every way that we are. The scriptures repeatedly describe the absolute incomprehensible perfection of the eternal Father, the eternal Creator, and that He is totally immune from temptation. Characteristics of God which those who believe Yeshua to be God apparently deny and do not accept. Anyone who denies the absolute perfection, righteousness, and holiness of the living God may be beyond hope. Unfortunately, Christianity obviously does deny it by claiming that Yeshua the Messiah, whom they believe and promote to be the Creator God, is not immune to being tempted just as often as we are in all ways. The false teaching that Yeshua is God not only elevates, elevates a man to being God, it also blasphemously degrades God into being a man. Yet, even as I say that, I realize that most Christians and Christian leaders are completely incapable of recognizing this serious blasphemy of such a concept. 
the concept of God being degraded to a man. Please excuse my persistence on this point, but it must be hammered deeply into the mind of the listener. I sincerely regret if my comments appear offensive. However, the scriptures also plainly teach that the truth is often and frankly usually an offense. Offense is unavoidable when truth is proclaimed in this present evil world of false teachers. I am of certain opinion the offense committed against God by most Christian and counterfeit messianic leaders is far more serious. Given the choice between offending the true God or offending my fellow man, I will choose to offend my fellow man every single time. I ask for your indulgence as I proceed with my defense for God and His Chosen One, Yeshua the Messiah. I will respond as Peter did in Acts to those who may complain. Reading from Acts chapter 4, verse 19 and 20. Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. The Immovable Barrier All right. The temptation of Messiah, that issue, creates an immovable barrier standing in the path of those who wish to believe or teach that Yeshua the Messiah is God in the flesh. The single fact that Yeshua was tempted in the same way everyone else is becomes a doomsday device in the camp of all those wishing to promote the idolatrous doctrine that Messiah is literally God. There is no way around it other than resorting to the theological ejection button defenses of the church's mystery, or as counterfeit messianics often do, relying on a warped and distorted version of otherwise legitimate Kabbalah. Any reader of Scripture who is sincere in his or her attempt to study this issue without bias need go no further than the temptation issue to prove that Yeshua the Messiah is very definitely, clearly, unambiguously, without doubt, not God. If tradition, family, peer pressure, denominational fervor, reverence for your spiritual leader, or whatever tactic the idolatry promoters hurl at those seeking truth still has you in its power, allow me to strive to show you what requires your serious thought. I will use a very basic form of irrefutable logic to illustrate my point. Okay, this is basically the logic I will use. If A is not equal to C, and B is equal to C, then A is not equal to B. All right. The Scripture plainly teaches, it is, it is impossible for God, A, to be tempted, C. So A is not equal to C. Yet Yeshua, B, was tempted, C. So B is equal to C. Therefore, Yeshua, B, is not equal to God, A. A is not equal to B. Simple logic, people. What's wrong? See, this is what constantly troubles me and frustrates me. It is so easy to prove that Yeshua the Messiah, that Christ is not God. It is so easy 
because all it requires is basic common sense. And I present here in the podcast, and there are other things on the Torah Messiah.org website, I, I present basic common sense understandings of things where all you have to do is think. Just think. That's all you got to do. Simple thinking. And it proves Yeshua is not God. And yet people still cling to it. Why? Because of the fear tactics of Christianity that teaches them if they don't accept Yeshua as God, they will burn in hell. And nobody wants to burn in hell. But that's what they're telling them. Oh, you must accept that Jesus is God or you'll burn in hell. It's garbage, people. Yeshua the Messiah is not God. And I won't discuss hell right now, but even that uh, subject needs to be clarified. Christianity has got that wrong also. But because of Christianity's fear tactics, and also because, frankly, a lot of Christians just like the social social club uh, situation and scenario of churches, they don't really care what the church teaches. They just want to go to their social club and hook up and do whatever they want to do and have pleasure and games and entertainment. So they don't really care either way. But many Christians are simply afraid to use their common sense. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to use the common sense God gave you. Stop outsourcing your eternal destiny to somebody who is asking you to toss aside your common sense. Take control of your own destiny. Take control of your own eternity. Anyway, I'll stop my rambling that I do from time to time. For those who listen to the podcast, you know that to be true. All right. So, what is, what is it about the word tempted that those who promote Messiah to be God in the flesh do not understand? All right, let me say this one more time. God cannot be tempted at all, ever. It is impossible. He cannot be tempted by evil. Yeshua was tempted by evil directly by the Satan himself in the verses we read, as well as many other times not specifically recorded in the New Testament writings, according to the writer of Hebrews. Therefore, Yeshua the Messiah is obviously not God. Persistence in showing simplicity. If you are annoyed at my persistence, perhaps you should actually lay aside any biased beliefs you may have and sincerely ponder the simplicity of this issue. It truly is very simple to grasp this, people. It's very simple to understand. If you are among those who believe Messiah is God, then your possible irritation may be a sign of the internal struggle you are having as you awaken to the impact of the temptation issue and experience mental conflict over what you may now be realizing is the absurd nature of the Yeshua is God teaching. Cast off the ridiculous and accept the obvious truth. Those of us who see the elementary truth that Messiah is not God never have to deal with the embarrassment of having to utilize the ejection buttons of Christianity and kind of it messianic Judaism. In the case of Christianity, the ejection device is often voiced as, Oh, it's a mystery. It's unexplainable. 
And with counterfeit messianism, it is the exact same thing couched within a distorted and defective version of Kabbalah, a Kabbalah which differs dramatically from the legitimate inner essence or Kabbalah of Torah. I do not have to use those ejection buttons that Christian and counterfeit messianic leaders must use. I don't have to use them to eject from this discussion regarding Messiah's deity. I simply use common sense, and they deny the use of common sense. It never ceases to amaze me how people will accept concepts which do not originate from Scripture or which must, must be painstakingly derived from distortion of alleged scriptural clues. It, it just never ceases to amaze me. Such nonsensical concepts would otherwise be ridiculous anywhere else except within Christianity and counterfeit messianism. Worse still is the fact that the truth, such as the truth that Messiah cannot possibly be God in the flesh, is virtually always more realistic, easier to understand, and scriptural. It seems that to such deceived people, the more mysterious or outlandish a concept is, the more open people are to accepting it. Proof of this is the latest craze that I've already briefly mentioned of using an, Ill an illegitimate distortion of Kabbalah as alleged proof of Messiah's deity. This misuse of Kabbalah is even more outlandish than Christianity's traditional Trinity mystery and shows that the depths of desperation have yet to be reached by those who refuse to release their grip on the false teaching that Messiah is God. My fellow worshipers of the one and only true eternal creator God and followers of the man, Yeshua the Messiah, Messiah ben Yosef, upon whom God put his spirit and bequeathed all power and authority, we can see no possible way anyone can ever prove, regardless of how much mystery, jargon, or theological sleight of hand is used, that Yeshua is God, yet was tempted. If minds were truly open, and tradition and fear tactics, also, frankly, not so powerful, this single issue of the temptation of Messiah would resolve the question of whether or not Messiah Yeshua is God. But, alas, I have no doubt the mystery argument, pride, butchery of Scripture, and powers of tradition will maintain their grip on most Christians. So, let us continue and hold on, because the same argument is applied when we read of Yeshua's death because of the implication that God can die, an implication even more blasphemous than that God can be tempted to sin. Okay, now I will expose a particularly wicked I mean, people, this is truly wicked ramification of Christianity's error. So, a particularly evil implication of the God-in-the-flesh teaching. Now, this is something Christian and counterfeit Messianic leaders do not want you to be aware of. Recall earlier in this discussion 
I suggested that there is an even more despicable and wicked component of the false God-in-the-flesh teaching of Christianity and counterfeit messianism that is exposed by the temptation issue. As a matter of fact, I ended part one alluding to that fact. Well, I will now reveal it. Noteworthy in what we read in the temptation passages is how Satan himself is specifically the character who tempted Yeshua and even asked Yeshua to worship him in the recorded passages. So, not only was Messiah Yeshua tempted, but he was actually enticed by the devil to worship him. It should be noted that the Creator God is also Satan's creator. Are Christian leaders attempting to have us believe that Satan actually tempted God to worship him? Yes, they are. There is no way around the fact that by teaching Yeshua to be God, most Christians and Messianics are teaching that God can be asked by the Satan to worship him. They are giving Satan power over God. Satan may, may be the epitome of evil, but he is most certainly not stupid. In fact, Scripture portrays him to be extremely smart and cunning. He, apparently unlike the majority of traditional Christians and counterfeit messianics, mainly their leaders, is fully aware that God cannot be tempted. Therefore, he would not waste his time even trying. I must ask, what kind of depraved and irreverent mind could possibly believe that the prince of evil, the Satan, would ever dare entice the Almighty Creator into sinning or even worse, into bowing down and worshiping him. Unfortunately, the powerful grip of tradition breeds traditional Christian and Messianic leaders who are unknowingly more irreverent in ways than even the Satan himself, since by teaching that Yeshua is God in the flesh, Christian and counterfeit Messianic leaders directly promote that God can be tempted and even enticed to worship the Satan. They teach that Satan can ask God to bow down and worship him. Indeed, such unwholesome thoughts about God show how very far traditional Christian and, and counterfeit messianic teachings have fallen from understanding the magnificence, the glory, the immutability the holiness, and the infinite, powerful perfection of the eternal Creator God. How Christianity unwittingly empowers and glorifies Satan. I ask, just how much power and authority do Christian and counterfeit Messianic leaders wish to give Satan? Since Christianity teaches that Satan had the power to actually ask their creator God in the flesh to worship him, it apparently does not hesitate to give Satan more power and authority than the creator. How can they dare promote that Messiah 
as God, was asked by Satan to worship him. How can they do that? Well, they not only promote it, but they do so without apology or shame. They go even further by promoting that those who deny it will be damned for eternity. So, according to Christianity's leaders, a person is eternally damned if they refuse to embrace the notion that Satan can tempt God. Do you see the utterly blasphemous insanity that a God-in-the-flesh belief causes? And this is just one example of many. May God bless those devout, Torah-embracing Jews and others who have historically endured severe persecution as they staunchly rejected such ludicrous sacrilege and desecration of the eternal Creator God. I beseech you with all sincerity and love to please pause and give the most careful thought you can to this issue. If you believe that Yeshua the Messiah, or Jesus, is God in the flesh, then you are openly proclaiming through that belief that Satan can tempt God and that even and even tempt God to bow down and worship him. Only the Creator God himself knows the eternal consequences of such blasphemy. And I pray you will lay aside the God-in-the-flesh-Messiah idolatry of Christianity and false messianic groups before it is too late to do so. Of course, there is another ridiculous notion those who promote that Messiah is God in the flesh would have us to believe. They would have us believe that Satan offered to give their Messiah God a world that God already owned. Remember the devil's offer? He stated, quote, that the devil, the, quote, this is a quote from the passages. The devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. End quote. Why would the Satan offer to give God a world God already owns? God created the world. He could snuff it out of existence in a moment. It's his already. Why does the Satan need to offer it to God? Such a concept is utterly crazy. God does not need to receive anything from anyone, most of all from the Satan. At this point, I must raise an issue that may be even more disturbing, but which must be exposed. Who benefits and is glorified? Exactly who benefits from the teaching that Satan can tempt God? Who receives glory from such a belief? What, what personage gets the most satisfaction from persuading mankind that Satan can tempt the Almighty God? Therefore, who really I mean, really, who is behind the fanciful and wicked concept that Satan was literally tempting God when he tempted Messiah, who Christianity says is God?
The obvious answer is Satan. Without a shred of doubt, Satan is gloating with a triumphant and despicable grin as he looks upon a scene on earth where he is shown to be powerful enough to tempt the Creator God and request that the Creator God bow down and worship Him. He, and He alone, Satan, receives glory when he is able through his countless and generally unintentional agents disguised as angels of light to persuade mankind that he possesses such power. Could someone who accepts the deity of Messiah please explain how God is glorified by the scenario promoted in a belief which shows Satan exerting such power over God in the flesh? And please, do not attempt to dodge the issue by saying God as Messiah is glorified because he did not sin when tempted to do so, because along with such a weak, stupid argument, you admit that you do accept and teach that Satan can tempt God as Messiah and can actually ask God as Messiah to bow down and worship him. As I said earlier, there is no escaping the implications of this crucial issue. I ask again, just how much power are Christian leaders and counterfeit messianic leaders and others who believe Messiah to be God in the flesh willing to give Satan? How much power do they want to give Satan? If you feel Satan can tempt the Almighty Creator, His Creator also, by the way, and solicit worship from Him, you are literally giving Satan, at least during this instance, more power than God. Who is glorified by that? Most assuredly, Satan is unwittingly glorified by those who teach that Yeshua is God in the flesh. It is not without reason that the Apostle Paul warned us about Christian leaders in his second epistle to Corinth. Even though his warning did not specifically apply to this issue, it and other such warnings found in the pages of the New Testament nonetheless do apply to the issue, as well as all other false teachings of Christianity and counterfeit messianism. Now I'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15, and he's speaking here, in my opinion, about Christian leaders, the current Christian leaders, the Rome-derived Christian leaders. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his, that is Satan's, ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Yeshua the Messiah rid himself of Satan by quoting Torah. A quote, those who believe him to be God in the flesh should heed. Yeshua stated, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. 
Yeshua, during his temptation, made reference to Torah passages and showed himself to be the perfectly obedient servant of his God and Creator, the one and only eternal God. Even under temptations that none of us have probably ever had to endure. Remember, this is the only record we have of Yeshua's temptations. However, the writer of Hebrews plainly implies there were many other types of temptation. I, I strongly believe Yeshua the Messiah was doused with temptation. He, was, he, had, he probably had more temptation than any of us can imagine. Despite what you think, despite what I may think is a really hard temptation, and oh, I got to watch out for that. You know, we think, oh, hope that, hope we, I don't need to go there. I don't need to listen to this. We all receive temptation. And we all have temptation we think that we just we can't overcome. We, just, it, we give in to it, right? I feel strongly that the Satan probably threw everything but the kitchen sink at Yeshua. He probably gave him every type temptation we can imagine. And yet Yeshua remained obedient. So people, consider the common sense once again. The common sense nature of this issue. Yeshua the Messiah was tempted by the Satan. He was even asked by the Satan to bow down and worship him. God cannot be tempted by evil, and God will certainly not bow down and worship the Satan. And the Satan certainly is not so stupid as to even request that God bow down and worship him. Therefore, Yeshua the Messiah is not God. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.